0: So I think I'm going to pitch Gunbroker on letting me do a jingle for them. Yeah. Let's I just hear. heard it. Let's go. ShopGumBroker.com.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's such a good jingle. That sounds oh, like too much like Menards. It's Menards. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Uh, Menards fits everything. Uh, okay.
0: You know, there's a uh, few people know this, but from my advertising days, you know, the around here we had uh, the Hammer. And, oh, yeah. And so there, there's, yeah. So there's agencies that just replicate those like regionally and it's like you buy that campaign like they'll have those jingles and then they'll reuse them in other regions. Oh, so, what? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. Huh. So, but anyways, yes, shout out to Gumbroker. Thank you for sponsoring the uncensored podcast and for really tolerating all the ridiculousness yeah. uh that happens here. Um but check out Gumbroker for all of your hunting season needs. We've got waterfowl coming up, so if you need to find a new gun. There's uh tons of new products and tons of used products, lots of options. So, go check them out. Um I know I know I have a good story about Brad dumb.
1: <laughs> oh no. Those are my favorite types of yeah, stories.
0: Um Brad But I am what did you guys do this weekend? Uh I
2: hunted Friday afternoon and uh what do we did Saturday evening. Um Friday afternoon, I talked about like the small. This is really I'm kind of hype this up. It's really not that crazy. Uh, It's just I don't want to like spoil stories over text. So I'm like, wait till uncensored. I'll tell you, it's not like that crazy. Uh, This is the story like we went out and
0: didn't see anything.
2: Well, I mean, obviously, (laughs) duh. Perfect Uh, content for a podcast. Yeah, no. Uh, But so we talked about this new parcel that we're going to uh, last time. That's like really close to my house. It's a small piece. Found out that Erica knows some people that have hunted there and, like, turkey hunts close by, all this stuff. And
1: this is public land.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was like, they're probably, like, from what I've heard, there won't be people out there uh, during archery season, so we're like, okay, cool. We went out, like, scouted it briefly, went out there, and there's a clear cut for a power line that we went up, and there's, like, a hill that kind of crests and goes down, and then you're looking into just, like, all this like feel like CRP, and using What's the CRP. That's the second time you said that today. Yeah, and I don't actually know exactly what it is, and I've googled oh. it before. And there's like people refer to it as multiple different things. Like it's kind of a ambiguous term. It means something, but like to me, when I say it, I just mean like tall, weedy, kind of like thick, grassy type stuff. Oh, like, okay. Um,
1: it means something. I'm sure Dan's looking at it I'm up. I'm looking here. it up. I feel like the C is conservation. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Yeah. Brad but,
2: is giving you the look. Like, oh, do you know
1: what it is? No, I will just move on. <laughs> <laughs> why? Well, I just. Keep a CRP your story. field is conservation reserve program, a land conservation program that improves there habitat. We go. Okay.
2: No, that's not what I'm talking There's some. There's something else.
1: Many a hunter has heard the term CRP, which has become synonymous with the thick, brushy parts of a property that that's, is ideal deer habitat.
0: That's oh, yes, that
1: is what a CRP field is. The acronym stands for Conservation Reserve okay. Program. Right. So the
2: second part of what you talk about is what I'm referring to, like thick stuff. We're looking down in it with our binos, and we're like, oh, it's matted down. Like, there's trails running through it. Like, that's primo stuff. There's woods that line up with it. Like, okay, sweet. It's That's all private, but the public butts up to it. And so there's two, like, little inside corners. I'm going to sit on one. Phil's going to sit on one. Wind is blowing from that field into the woods. It's gonna blow our scent deeper into the woods and we're gonna hunt hoping that a buck cruises that woods line. So like, cool, that's the plan. We go out Friday afternoon to do that and get all set up and I go to the one side of the property, Phil goes to the other. I get all up in my saddle, ready to roll, good setup, nice tree, great shooting lanes. Like I can see out into the field that have great views of the woods, everything like that. I'm like, okay, this is perfect. And I'm like, kind of scanning the area, and I look to my left, and I see this big black blob, and I'm like, "What is that? Like, what the heck are we dog looking man. at here?" It's dog man, and he killed Phil. It's that time uh, of year.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so not a crazy story.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not We've a big all kill. been there. Yeah, yeah. Phil died. And so, like, I <laughs> get out my monocular or whatever, and I'm looking at it, and uh, it's very obviously a cow. And I'm like, nah, on
1: on the public land, not
2: dog not man, private land. So I'm like, oh man, that sucks. Well, I'm like sitting there. And like we've talked about this multiple times on the podcast. Like deer will just adjust. Like cows aren't like going to ruin your hunt or anything by that. So I'm sitting there still feeling all right. I told Phil. Well, then like an hour later he texts me like just had five or six cows walk right by where I'm at. So you're on
1: public land, but you're on the edge of private land. Yeah, Yeah. And so is there a fence?
2: Didn't know it, but yeah, <laughs> there's a barbed wire fence from the field into the woods. And then we get out into the field and, or I get down from the tree after not seeing anything. And I'm going to walk across to where Phil's at. And I look out into the field and there's like 35 40 cows in the field so what we scouted was literally just cow trails and cow bedding
0: in this field we just basically hunted cows for the (laughs) evening you just wasted a whole i don't know man the uh i used to hunt a 35 acre spot down in southeast kentucky private land and the farmer there would run he would kind of move his cattle around and he said the deer followed the cattle
2: yeah well to add insult to injury there was like zero deer sign in the woods and you would assume that if like deer were cruising that field line there'd be browse there'd be uh trails all this stuff i was looking my whole way through there for a rub or a scrape or something and uh no so that little slice there was no good and then Uh, Saturday we went out. And so that, that was the public land experience I've been explaining. Like we went out just brief, like briefly scouted it. Like, Oh, nice doe bedding. Like we're going to be in the money here. No, it was terrible. Uh, so we're not going to hunt that anymore. There's other parts of that property that are good. And then we went out Saturday. Uh, Phil couldn't go. So me and Tucker went and this was a different, like a large piece of public that me and Phil, uh, hunt a lot and Tucker hadn't hunted there since he was a kid. So it was cool going out with him. And there's this like was really,
0: Tucker the one we fished with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we played baseball against each other, like our whole lives. Um, and so we've known each other forever and just started hunting together, like in the last, I guess, year and a half. um, But, uh, so we get out there and I was showing Tucker, there's this big, like burn area slash logging area that has grown up. And this is like legitimate betting. I mean, we, we know this to be sure, like true. We've scouted this whole area a lot, multiple off seasons, hunted the area a lot and there's giant bucks out in this area. So I was like, okay, let's go get, uh, the wind's going to be blowing out of that field into the woods. Let's go. There's a logging road that runs behind it. And it's like a, freaking I mean super easy hike in it's like basically follow a logging road turn right on another logging road and it's like you're walking trails it's really nice so get get back there and this time like really scouting to try to find some sign to set up on because i didn't want to repeat of what we just did uh and so we get out there we're looking around and boom there's a rub and i'm like okay sweet look a little bit beyond that there's tons of blowdown and what looks like maybe like an older logging area but it's just like very clear and like that thick what i call crp i, I may be referring it to the wrong thing but it's just like thick nasty we're stuff hung up like, on the crp mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a thing i don't know i've looked it up uh but it's like just thick stuff. Looks like great buck bedding. Cool. Uh, I was like, let's set up here. And then I was looking at it and looked to my right. And there's kind of like this knobby hill looking thing. And I'm like, let's go to the other side of that. And like, we'll just run down there. It's a logging road. We'll just zip down. If there's nothing there, we'll come back and we'll find a place to set up here. We go over there, look off to my left. It's like clear trail running from the burn area to this thick area to our to our left the blowdown area and there's a beautiful rub right there clear trail and an intersection of two logging roads so it's just like there's a lot of stacked like uh areas to hunt there so talking to Tucker, I was like, okay, what do you, how do you want to set up? He's like, I'm going to go to the other side of the thick blowdown stuff that we found in the woods and I'm going to set up there. And if anything comes out that way, I'll hunt that. And if anything comes the other way, I'll hunt it. There's another logging road there. It's nice. Cool. So he goes over there. I climb a tree up in this area and I get up about halfway. I look over to my left and there's another rub. So there's literally rubs going in both directions from these two bedding areas. Um, which made it like the most promising sign that we've hunted or that I've hunted so far this year, uh, actually felt pretty confident in it and, um, great wind. It was a really good sit. It was just maybe a little too windy, I guess one could argue, but not enough to like keep me from hunting. So got up there, heard some stuff. I heard what sounded like a buck peeing, like, I, it's the weirdest I don't know okay like, it was just very Phil specific. just Phil no he wasn't even there or maybe he was just bombing <laughs> the hunt he's just out there pissing in the woods uh, but no so that was over in that thick stuff that I'm talking about where it literally sounded like for like 20 seconds just like just a horse peeing on the ground or like a, a deer. I've never heard a deer pee but I'm assuming it sounds similar to a horse and a lot of gravity is what you yeah saying. like it was with some force and uh, I was like oh okay I didn't hear it move before that, and I didn't hear it move after that. So unless it literally stood up, peed, and then laid in its own pee, or silently moved around, I don't know. Uh, but that was—I maybe heard some does moving around behind me, but could have been aggressive squirrels. Never saw anything. Um, but they can
0: move quietly in that grass, though.
2: Yeah, and it—it's rained a yeah. decent amount, so that it makes it nice being able to walk through quietly. Uh, but there was a ton of acorns on the ground. So well, and that if it made was it windy too, you can barely hear. Right, so. We're going to go back and hunt that spot. That was actually a, a really, really good spot um, and kind of like cuts off an area. We we hunt like farther into the woods from there. I'm kind of theorizing that there's deer moving through there to the area that we've hunted. So we're kind of like getting ahead of it a little bit. Um, the only problem is I could see other people getting in and hunting that spot just because it's fairly close to the road. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was my two hunts. Uh, didn't see anything.
0: Go us. Did you all get out? You didn't get out. You you gotta wait till gun season, right? He's choosing to wait till gun no, season. No, we
1: just been camping. I haven't hunted or anything. Just doing the
0: Okay. Down. So I went yeah. Thursday. And for anybody that skipped the last few episodes, I've talked about this. I'm hunting. Uh lost my normal lease. Um friendly friendly loss. It was uh the guy that's letting his family hunt it this year, which is fine. I've had it for five years for free, so I'm very content with what I've had. But I got an opportunity with my buddies tree farm. The um, the deer are grinding up his trees that they try to sell. And so he's not happy. And so kind of worked out that I have a um, couple different spots to, to do some suburban hunting. And I've been out there four and five times now. And there is a deer. <clears throat> I thought it was three and a half year old. I think it's older than that now that I've seen it up close, like within 10 yards. Um, I think it's at least four and a half years old. It has really good mass to it. It is he has a huge G2. Um, and it's probably this is probably the best buck I've ever had a chance to shoot. Um and I was all jacked up on Thursday to go out there. So I I was here at four o'clock and I get a tact cam notification and I look at the thing and there's a truck parked in front of my tree. I and mean, I didn't think anything of it because this is what they do. They were like in there all day long. Oh. The truck was there for a while. I got like maybe twenty or thirty camera and notifications and then they were gone. And so I get out there and I see where the truck was like right in front of my tree. I didn't think anything of it. I get up in the tree and I'm, I'm in the tree by like five 15, five 30. I can't remember. Um, and sit there for a while and it's just like real consistent that they start coming in at six lately. Um, so five 56, first deer shows up and it was, uh, I got this one really cool four point. It's not the old one I told you guys about, but there's like a, short stocky one. He's only a year and a half old, but his beam is grab that one right there, Braden. So I can pull it up. Um, I am not kidding you. This thing's main beam is like as thick as this down here on the base. And he's only a year and a half year old and it comes up straight out and makes a fork at the end. And there's. I got two deer out there like this. So they might be the same gene pool, but he's just a four point and he's got this thick beefy, um, time. Uh, two tines that come main beams that come out and I saw him come out and he he's he's even like a beefy year and a half year old like not a huge body yet but just like thick um so he comes out and then I hear like pretty early in the hunt like a little bit at maybe six twenty or so I hear a deer coming and I recognize it is my target buck and you know we had that whole conversation of like how are you identifying this buck and we talk like I'm like I think it's the body I think like the body. This thing has a gut on it. It's it's that big of a deer to where it's not got that like a slender. Mm-hmm. You know, a two and a half year old. Generally, they're 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 almost like a hunting dog where they kind of come in some. They're kind of lean on the back. This thing has like a granddad beer belly to him, and I recognize it's him. And you can see him. I see him in time, and I've learned my lesson because I he came in the other day, and I thought it was. um. I thought it was another deer because I, I actually think he now I, I actually think he has two deer that he's sired out there uh, that are his genes because they're I got confused again last night um, so I'll, I'll come back around to this but I was convinced this is my target so I'm getting ready to draw I'm like 15 he's going to come in right here at 15 yards on the other side of this tree and he comes in and hits the spot my wind is going to my left which was going to be perfect Um, because he didn't smell me. He wasn't going to smell me until he's dead, right? Like Until he's shot. Like He would have had to be shot before he got to my scent trail. So he hits the spot with the truck and totally freaks out. I've never seen a deer do this. He dropped to his belly as if somebody was shooting at him, (gasps) and and like he's a person. And his legs go out, and then he jumps back up, and he does it again, and then he runs off. What? And he was five yards from dead. I've got a, a picture on the Tacticam where I marked and sent... Um, like how close he was to where I needed him to on the shot. And I'm like, oh my God, man, that, that truck totally screwed me up. Um, the, you know, if I, if he had made it just a little bit further, I could have, I could have hit that, that deer. And I'm like,
1: the red is where he was. That's
0: where I, uh, he was, I needed him to get to the green. So, wow. you know, I'm like, there's no way w- with, with him being so opposed to that smell, there's no way I'm getting another shot at this deer. 30 minutes goes by, and it's a slow night. I, I've, I've told you guys I've seen as many as 17 deer that I've identified out there come in. Well, he comes back 30 minutes later, and i super silent. Um, I look up, and he is – it seems like he's looking at me, but he wasn't. But I have a little window that I can see through uh, out ahead of me, and he's now 25 yards in front of me standing at the truck spot, and he's snorting and sniffing, got his nose in the air. And then he just kind of locks in, and he doesn't move, and I don't move, and I've kind of got my hand on the bow, but it's still on my hanger, and I'm like, "All right, big fella." And in three minutes, my heart was racing for three minutes, and and then finally, I'm like, I'm, I'm like really focusing on trying to get myself to calm down because this is again, it's the best buck I've ever had a chance at shooting, and I get calmed down, and he turns like he's gonna walk, and I range it, and it's at 25, and I'm like, "This is perfect. I'm I can't screw this up." And I get calmed down, and he stands broadside, but the tree's in front of him. I, all I can see are his back two legs, and I'm like, two oh, steps. I no. need two steps. And, and I couldn't swing out any further, and I probably wouldn't have because of the risk of him seeing motion. I can't see which way his head's looking. Um, and he was h- high alert. He stands there for three more minutes and then zero turned like a lawnmower and left. Did not take another step, did not even step to the right. He like backed up as if he knew I was there and turned. And again, no wind, he had not winded me yet. And I'm like, that's it, this is crazy. I texted a couple of you guys. I'm like, this is insane. I'm not gonna get a third shot at this deer. Well. And this is a part I don't know if I told you about. Because like, I kind of cut off the texting because the story got a little crazy. Um, so,
2: this... Th- he was your
0: the He target. is the biggest he deer is. out there that I've seen okay. in person or on camera. Um, and so, he's just good mass. Um, he's got, you know... In the middle, he's got big, thick tines. His G2 is huge. Uh, big, beefy. And it comes almost around to a point. Like, his, wow. his front antlers are very close to touching. And... I'm like this is it. i'll I'm probably not gonna see anything else like or like if he leaves, I know there's only a couple other deer that are maybe I would shoot right now' Because, again i'm still I'm still really gunning for him. he comes back out twenty minutes later, like getting close to shooting in the shooting light. I think it was seven o'clock. He comes out at the far end of the tree row and he's with the other buck that confused me the other day, I think because the first the the little one came out first and I thought it was him again. And i start looking at him and the body size is very different like Mm. there's probably a 50 pound difference between these two deer Mm. and the 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 big one comes out now i'm looking at them side by side and i'm like i can totally see how i screwed this up the other day because they look so similar on the, the rack shape and i've seen three deer now there that have that gene on that that g2 on the back is twice as tall as one of the smaller deer i saw last night and so, I'm like, he's definitely got a few spawn out here running around, I think, that he's, that's he's that got that same gene. And and it's a tighter rack that, again, kind of meets in the middle uh, on the younger one. And then his is wider, and everything's just bigger and more mass. So, they start coming in 70, 50. They get to 40, and I'm like, oh, this is happening, I think. Because they're working their way down this tree row grazing. And I'm like, if he gets right there, that's like a 27-yard shot, and I'm doing it. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Plus – i've seen them a lot of times they'll come back and walk out after that they may not go down to the pond so i'm kind of getting myself mentally ready for this and then two doe and three yearling walk in and they hit the truck spot and they do the same thing they go nuts Mm. every one of them go crazy they're dancing around and this little button buck was like kind of playing and like charging the other deer and i'm like okay this complicates things because if you guys have seen my picture, I'm wide open on the left side. My, my strong side is not covered well, um, so I have to be very careful. But I'm like, I just added, you know, what, 10 more eyeballs looking around, and it's going to be hard to draw. So I'm sitting here thinking on that. I haven't even gotten ready to draw yet, and the big buck charges in. He closed 40 yards to 10 like that, like instantaneously charged the doe. And he's, like, snorting around and throwing his head – and i'm like oh dude i and i hadn't seen a uh, any of them dog a doe yet and we're still that, that was on thursday i was like it still it caught me off guard because i wasn't expecting it yet mm-hmm. um you know if it was rut i would have totally expected that, that that deer i shot last year was coming in on a doe right it's like you kind of start to expect it but i just inexperienced i guess wasn't ready for it at this point um he charges in and he looks at me for a second, and I freeze. I've got my hand on. I had already removed my bow at that point. I'm holding my bow, and I'm, I'm leaning back, and I've got my bow like this, and it's knocked. And I think I had, I had even uh, got my uh, release on, and I'm waiting. And I'm like, if he starts walking, I've got him. I knew I had a rock uh, ranged, and I knew it's 15 yards. My bow's already dialed to 15. I'm shooting a single pin. And he starts walking, and so I draw. And I'm hanging and I'm I'm looking at him and he he's kinda of, he's super worked up. And you guys, if you've hunted enough, you see like once a deer is alert, they're alert, right? And he gets to my spot and I, I go, meh. And he stopped. And I have anytime I've ever had that, they turn their head, and you get like a three second window where they're evaluating. Well, he starts to turn and I release because I was I knew he was worked up, and I thought I have to let this go fast, and I, I release, and I don't know if he hit, he was very close to that truck smell again, like a y- couple yards away, and the wind was kind of blowing, I told you it was going to my left, so it's kind of blowing, like it's kind of moving like this a little bit, so the wind was kind of inconsistent. I I think, and like what I'm telling myself in my head, because I didn't do anything that should have jumped him, and he kind of sprang, and I probably made a bit of a bad shot. I'm not really sure because I haven't seen the video yet. But he he starts running as I release, and it goes under him, clean miss. And I see sparks fly because it hits gravel. And he jumps, like kind of startles him from the sound. But then he just walked off. Um, And so, and then all the other deer just kind of like, huh, that was weird. (laughs) You know, it's like I'm I'm super still uh, because my theory. And I called Mike Larson because I, I, had, I had to tell somebody, and I and I wanted to talk to Mike about it. I was like, I I don't know if I blew out my tree because I don't think he's suspicious of the tree. Because if he put himself in his shoes, he smells that weird smell. That area is really weird. Mm-hmm. And now something like exploded under him. It's not like he heard anything from me. Smelled, didn't, I mean, he may have smelled me. He did kind of come through my wind, but there was a lot going on. And Mike's like, I'm – he said, from my experience, I would be willing to bet he's going to associate all this, like, weirdness with that weird smell that was in there that night. He said he probably won't be back for a few days, but I wouldn't worry about it. So, I I was kind of mad at first, but I really don't know how else – I should – I guess I should have waited to see if he didn't run uh, longer. And maybe even more so when he was at 40 yards, maybe I should have already drawn, but I'm like, dude, that's like, I wouldn't have shot that anyways. And he was moving so slow. It could have been another five minutes before he got to me at the pace he was going. So I've replayed this over and over my head. I don't know what I could have done differently besides just not shoot. Um, And again, my experience would have told me after the bleat when he started to kind of act like he was going to look at me, I would have thought he was going to lock up and he did not. Um, So I go back yesterday with jacob my uh, not jacob knight um, a friend of mine in the startup community i met and gotten to be good buddies with and he hunts and so we went back last night and i <laughs> felt bad there's only a couple of trees you can hang from he brought his climber and mm. like your options are down here and i'm going to be down there every other hunt i've done there's deer coming out on both sides and they'll come out near that tree where i put him or they'll come out near me and then sometimes they come out near me and go to him sometimes it's like it's been a free for all. Well, last night was the slowest activity we've had from deer volume. I put him up in a, uh, a tree out in the middle, and um, he he had a lot of exposure, um, so not a lot of cover. I mean, and so he kind of gets set up in the best way he thinks he can. We sit there for an hour and a half. There's nothing. I told him like six o'clock is usually when they come in. They didn't come until six thirty, but the the big older four point came in. It's funny. He's like almost always the first one in. Um, he comes in. And then that younger one that confused me the other day, because I even saw him coming and I got a really close look at him this time. And I'm like, he is like, no chance that's the same deer. And then another deer came in that I actually thought was him uh, too, but I recognized him from the trail camera because his, his two right here are wobbly. They're like, they're like wavy tines. Mm-hmm. I've got him on trail camera somewhere. I can show you guys. Um, he came in and I was like, man, if I hadn't seen this big buck, I would totally shoot this thing. But I passed on him uh, and let him go. I'm like, I don't know. I've got to Dan's point. The rut's going to hit soon, and all this nice predictability I've got is going to go out the window. But at the same time, what's interesting? I I was excited to tell you guys about this. Like, no, you've you've read a ton. I know you've listened to a ton of podcasts, ton of uh, reading about deer hunting. You know, typically I've always heard rattling in the evening doesn't work. You know what these deer have done every hunt they're sparring out there like crazy
1: Really? last
0: night these guys all three of them were fighting at the same time and it was going on in front of me and they're like getting kind of riled up and then they go over in front of jacob i told jacob to come down shooting light was done he's he's getting ready to come down and i like text him like "No, no, no no they're coming back they start slamming each other i mean it is so loud i can hear them from 100 yards away and it sounds like they're beating two by fours together and I'm like, wow. well, this is interesting because I might be able to kind of rattle or grunt some in. And, and last night I did grunt trying to pull them back once they passed me to tr- hoping they would head towards Jacob. Cause Jacob was, he's like, I'll shoot whatever, man. Um, so I was kind of hoping, but they, they actually st- did pay attention to the grunting last night It was the first time they've actually done that. I didn't get them to move, but they like, were kind of like, they looked up and they kind of like gave their look mm-hmm. at it and they didn't see a deer. So they, they didn't come, but it kind of gave me some hope that even if the rut gets here, I might be able to kind of pull even in the evening, like evening. Usually they tell you like, that's a harder, they're, they've they been fighting all day. They may not want to even feel like breeding, like all those calls you think are adva- advantageous kind of wear out, but I don't know if that's going to be true with these guys. I don't know if this like urban hunt is a little bit different scenario or whatever, but, or maybe deer just spar like that. And in the evening, sometimes I could just be catching a one-off, but I've seen it. I've hunted, five times out there and they've sparred 60% of the time that I've been out there. So it was pretty cool. Um, but maybe, maybe I'm dumb. We'll see. If I end up getting the big one, it'll be smart. If I don't get a a good one, I'll be an idiot. So it's like one of those things that's like total chance of, if I see him again, but the one I saw last night, I would be very happy taking that deer I'm just kind of rolling the dice and hoping that I get enough looks at him.
2: You're like the coach calling the fake punt on fourth down on, like, your own 45. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. get it, you you're
1: look a like a genius. Yeah.
0: If you don't, you're probably going to get fired. Yeah. So, are you going
1: <laughs> Are you going back out this weekend?
0: I don't know, man. I haven't even thought past today, to be honest with you. Are you um, going out today? Well, I have my car loaded and ready to go at all times, but I can't go today. I have a – I'm yeah. podcasting with Matt Ranella tonight, so oh lord, <laughs> yeah. Wait. So that'll be fun. I'm sure. I'm sure he would have an interesting take on my hunting suburban, because uh, he says if you hunt at least you might as well just go to the store and buy it. So, Ooh, I well,
1: can't. not if you pass on everything
0: you see. Yeah, I am. I am <laughs> going yeah. to end up buying it at
1: this rate. <laughs> you uh, might as well just go to the store and pass on everything. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. There's, <laughs> nope. there's nope, a grocery nope.
0: store right down the street. Uh, it's it's weird. Jacob was kind of laughing about how odd it is. I mean there's we had last night we had i had more noise last night than probably any night i've been out there there's kids screaming some woman was out in the backyard talking there was uh another set of kids screaming these two dogs were going ham the whole time deer just used to it though you know it's just like they get used to farming (laughs) equipment these deer are just used to all the suburban noise what how did they react to the spot where the truck was last night so what was interesting they were out there again on saturday um no friday because i hunted thursday and then friday they were back out there and i sent mike a picture of it i was like oh god they're back because i need that spot in my mind i needed it to rain and wash that out Mm -hmm. um and mike's like honestly man like it it doesn't necessarily work against you because it might just if it stays there and they're trying to get in for that food they kind of will just accept that that smell is a part of the deal And it's not like, I mean, you could smell diesel fuel and stuff, um, once you get up around the barn, that's, those smells are always there. But, uh, Mike was saying that because they spent, I had to turn my camera. I I was trying to turn my camera off remotely because it sent me 50 pictures on Friday. And I was like, man, I'm burning through my, my allotment here. Um, and I, I screwed up when I was trying, I actually, (laughs) you have a window to leave it on and I actually turned it off during the window. I wanted it on. So Mm -hmm. I was an idiot. Um, but I, so i didn't get any pictures all weekend because i had my camera setting screwed up but uh I, i'm now what was your question how did they react to the oh uh, this, oh and spot. then i knew i was going somewhere so they they what they were doing though they had brought out these big landscaping stones and moved them around and the deer every deer that walked out recognized that those weren't there before and they would kind of hang up looking at them deciding if they wanted to proceed or not which is why i told my buddy he's like you can put a blind up i was like i don't think we should do that because even with these deer that have stuff moving around like stones or those pots they're used to seeing move around but like if i show up with a blind even if it's camouflaged i think it could blow them out like from that that good spot and right now my stand is in the absolute primo spot i mean 60 percent of the time my target ears are coming out right there so Mm -hmm. deers i wonder uh you know that nose
2: jammer stuff? Yeah. It's like synthetic vanilla. I, honestly, I almost wonder if spraying that spot with that. I, for whatever reason, I was reading about it, like I have their uh windicator. So yep. it's like it still smells that's it's like that vanilla smell and I was like, What is in this? It smells like vanilla and it's like yes, it's yeah. it is vanilla.
0: It's vanillas. fake vanilla like vanilla ish or Supposedly something. Supposedly it like overload overwhelms them. Well and, and they can't like their olfactory like goes it Beaver, nuts.
1: beaver butt clam? It no, it smells like that, but it's, it's not. It's, it's like it's
2: synthetic vanilla mm. is really what it is. And I've read you can like you can make it yourself and stuff, but uh, I don't know at what point it's considered baiting, which you all can do, I guess, in Kentucky. I'm not baiting on this property. But I know, but like at well, what I'm point private, can you can. spray? You can you can bait on private. I know, but like for I'm in Indiana and you can't. No, I, I was just know. wondering I was reading about people saying they spray it on the ground and people like deer come by and like smell it and yeah. like don't freak out. I wonder if you could spray that on that gas
0: and I don't know. Deer deer can smell in layers, so I don't think yeah. you can really cover something like that up. But – and I also don't know exactly where it is. I mean, we were talking about an area mm-hmm. bigger than this room. And
1: every day – I mean, I'm sure that truck's there every other day dripping diesel at a slightly it's different not, spot. It hasn't
0: been there, but they have um, a side-by-side. They had some kind of, like, bobcat thing out there the other day moving those rocks around, I'm sure. Um, so – and because they had been all – like, 130 degrees around my tree was all moved around, uh, which is – part of what is making this challenging. Like it's obviously I have a good thing. And like, I kind of joke about like, Oh, the deer won't show up before six, which makes it a little more predictable than normal. But at the same time, I am dealing with a lot of human interaction that is unpredictable. Like that truck, I would not have thought about that blowing that deer up like that. I mean, I've never seen a deer do that. I would have thought he would have left the way he came back in, but it was like such an overload for him that it kind of like blew his brain of, Oh my God, what is going on? And he belly flopped. I wonder what are they uh do they show up at the same time
2: on the weekends when there's no human activity during the day? So yeah. they are just setting, I was I mean, I mean last night
0: or. we were there last night and they showed huh. up at si- they showed up late last night. It was uh like 6:30 before the first one came in cuz I, I, I sent Jacob a text. I said maybe the bus doesn't run on Sundays. Right. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I was
2: wondering like is it different if there's no human activity I've during the day? I've seen
0: one photo um, of a deer out there in the morning on a weekend. Hmm. But otherwise they're oh not my out gosh. there. But, like, around. that part of it makes it a little more predictable. But there's still – I mean, you're still trying – I'm still trying to kill a mature deer that is very good survival genes. Like, he he got hung up on that weird smell, and it saved his life, you know. Yeah, so,
2: one way or another.
0: Yeah. He doesn't know why. But no.
2: That but belly we'll flop
0: thing is wild. I'm going to try to find some videos of deer doing that. I've never – It looked it. like a belly flop from my position. I, I can't wait to get the video and see if he actually did – because, you know, you're in a stand. I couldn't really tell how low he got. But I did see his legs kick out, which was – Pretty interesting. That's weird. Instead of just running, he like <laughs> dropped.
1: So when so, you say get video, you mean from your trail cam?
0: Yeah, I, I can't pull it to my phone, so I'll, I'll, I'll see those when I. Uh, Why not?
1: What cameras are you using? Tactics I think
0: I, I think you have to have a premium account, and I'm cheap.
1: Oh my, I don't have the premium account and I can request videos. Really? Yeah. Yeah, same. Have you done the, f- I thought there was like an upgrade or something. They, cut, they charge you like five bucks for That's 50 yeah. videos. Yeah, I don't want to pay five bucks. Oh, well, whoa, you're, whoa, you're paying worth 10 it. cents. <laughs> Why would I,
0: but like, I I don't need, like it's not, get, I, I get it, I get the value of it, but yeah. like I'm getting the photo. I have it set to do two photos before. The videos are cool, but I'll just look at those later when I pull them. So so you you get the
2: video on the SD card even if – oh, really? Yeah,
0: so that's why I'm not going to like – that's why I'm saying I'm not going to pay to pull it because most of the time I'm just looking to see which deer is coming through.
1: You have to set your camera to do picture and video Mm -hmm. or it it won't do it to the SD card. You might
0: be able to change this, but mine does two photos before and then it starts recording the video. So where that's been helpful is on the times that like it got a half of a buck and the video caught the rest of it. And I've got some cool videos of them sparring,
1: you know.
2: Yeah, that's that's what ours being out, like, I like the video pull for, like, being out somewhere that we don't want to go, but I, the way ours is set up a lot of times, we'll get, like, a picture of, like, the back half of the deer or whatever, and then you get the video and you get it, like, fully
0: walking yeah. by. That has saved our butts. Those transmissions, times. though, do run out your battery. Um, that's mm. the other That's the other thing I don't that's like about point. that. Like, you, every time you pull, the camera's working to push that, that yeah. file, <laughs> so... Yeah, which I have mindset to push as photos happen right now. Same. Um It doesn't. It just it just because I'm always like excited. I, it's not like it's informing me. It doesn't give me any hunting advantage in my opinion. I've I've heard of people turning that off if you're like on property and your other cameras firing oh, yeah. off because there's a deer there and it's like that's getting For to be a little. reasons. Yeah, it's like it's getting to be a little unfair. Um, but I'm not like if I'm there, I'm behind the camera. I already know what's there. Um, so yeah. Anyways, we'll see uh, how it goes. I'm going to try to get Jacob back out because he's hunting. He said he's hunting just his house. It's like one acre right now. And he's like, I'm not seeing anything. So if I can get him back over there, I will. But, Yep. I'm going
2: out uh, Friday and Saturday again. Maybe Sunday. We'll see. But yeah.
0: I haven't thought that far ahead yet. I got a lot of kids' activities. I got to coordinate around. I'm right going now.
1: scouting this weekend with a buddy. We're going to camp out. So Saturday, Sunday. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And
0: yeah, we did a camp out. I'm, I'm exhausted right now. We did a camp out on um saturday and it was a full day like from morning until sunday morning and um i walked like 10 miles at the cub scout camp here in kentucky um just my son got to shoot uh bb guns archery he shot a ton on the archery he got th- at the end of it we kind of showed up and they were just letting him rip because nobody else was in line he shot like 50 arrows on
1: the second time he wow. came hey, through okay. so like a trad bow or uh Braden, it's like the kids shoot 47 before his arm gives yeah
2: out. <laughs> yeah check the youtube comments on that video i'm getting
0: blasted um, i'm going to the doctor today for my shoulder by the way the, <laughs> i'm a wreck it's those little junior bows um kind of like a trap bow but they're synthetic um but you know he was just working on form and i was trying to help him with as much as i could and yeah by the end of it he was hitting target every time he was super pumped he got uh one just outside of the bullseye and Nice. Yeah. That's cool because it's like that instinctual shooting or whatever.
2: Like, that's a cool thing to learn at a young age, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I never shot a bow at that age. So Yeah. Um, I know a lot of kids start even younger. Probably some of our listeners have kids that they've started younger. But the, my son has been shooting at a summer camp that he does uh, every summer. And so he's kind of gotten some interest in it. And I, I think that's going to be what he wants for Christmas this year. Because he wants to do archery team next year. Yeah. So. That's sick. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of Uncensored. Thank you again to GunBroker.com. Check out (laughs) GunBroker for all of your waterfowl or hunting needs. We have Dan Hood, Erica Johnson, Braden Ware, and Brad Luttrell on this episode. Please log this show on Go Wild. Hit the plus sign, log time, hit Outdoor Podcast. You will find us there at the top, Uncensored. You can pick the show you're listening to. And then you can earn points for sharing your opinions with us. Points get you rewards in that gear-buying season. So you might get a discount. You might get a little something-something from Derek here at the HQ. You could get a sticker. Uh, all kinds of good stuff that you can unlock with those rewards. So check it out, and thank you all for listening.